Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Well, welcome back, friends. Appreciate you joining us today for yet another episode of Everyday Truths. I have um, a beautiful postcard uh, to introduce today, and I've actually been here. Uh, For those of you that are watching, I'm showing a picture of a castle in Germany, in Bavaria. It's called Neuschwanstein. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it's the castle after which the Snow White Castle in Disney World was patterned. And honestly, the picture, it looks just like that. It's an amazing uh, place. And this uh, postcard is compliments of Leanna Williams. Leanna is in the Air Force. She's a loadmaster. She actually visited this castle back in 2017, but now she spends her time out there in uh, Port Orchard, Washington. So Leanna, thanks for uh, listening or watching and sending the postcard. That means a lot. Brings back some great memories for me and my family. Hey, we're in Mark chapter 5, and we are beginning a brand new story. We uh, ended last episode talking about the maniac of Gadara. What what a great story uh, that is. And anytime I go to the city of Bethshan in Israel, just an amazing example of Roman ruins in Israel, uh, it's one of the cities of Decapolis. We talked about this. I think about that maniac of Gadara uh, who has been saved and ha- is walking through the se- streets of that city just proclaiming uh, what Jesus did for him. I just love the story. And we have, an, we have another story today that is equally as illustrative of the grace of God, and I want you to see it. So Mark chapter 5 and verse number 21, uh, where the Bible says, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship onto the other side. So remember, we talk about the other side back and forth. Jesus left Capernaum, went to the other side, which was Gadara. There he met the maniac maniac of Gadara. Now he's coming back over, the Bible says here in verse 21. And so when Jesus was passed over again by ship onto the other side, much people gathered unto him. And he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. So a couple things here. First of all, this man Jairus uh, meets Jesus on his journey back. So it's only been a day. Jesus just the day before was in Capernaum. He had taught the kingdom parables. It had been a very long day, as we talked about. He had gotten into that boat and had gone to the other side. In the middle of the night, that storm arose. And now Jesus is all the way back where he came from, and the crowd is gathered. Now, why? Well, we know why. Uh, People want a miracle. They are just enamored of the ministry of Jesus, and everybody wants a piece of him. But this one man, Jairus, really has a special request. We're going to learn about that in a moment. But the Bible calls him the ruler of the synagogue. So the synagogue 
It was the place, the community center, if you will. It was the center of Jewish worship uh, away from the temple. And so on Tuesdays and on Thursdays, they would have their equivalent of what we would call Bible study. And then Saturdays, of course, Shabbat or Sabbath, they would have their their Sabbath uh, time, their Sabbath message and the reading of the uh, of the Torah and then the half Torah, which was the the the, the prophets. And Jesus had spoken at the synagogue on several occasions. Remember, we talked about the man with the withered hand. Uh, that was at the synagogue. Uh, we talked about the demoniac man at the beginning of Jesus' ministry in Capernaum, whom Jesus had healed and had expelled that devil and spoken with authority. That was in the synagogue. And I say all that to say that the, the man, Jairus, no doubt, was very familiar with the ministry of Jesus. Uh, other people that were from Capernaum, no doubt the ruler knew. Men like the nobleman who had met Jesus in Cana, and Jesus had healed his son long distance. So uh, the ruler of the synagogue was somebody, no doubt, who knew Jesus. Now, th the job of the ruler of the synagogue was really a matter of setting up for the worship service, taking care of the accoutrements of the synagogue, making sure that the actual flow of the worship service went properly. He was the curator of uh, the various items in the synagogue. So here's a man that had a position of honor, a position that was designated to him by the elders of that town. And remember, Capernaum was a, a large city and on the main road. And there was a centurion that lived there, which meant there were at least 100 soldiers that helped to guard and govern that city. So this was no small job. And this man meets Jesus right there at the dock and has a very special request. So got the picture? Go back to verse number 22. So behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. So obviously a position of great humility, of great honor, uh, even uh, of worship in that sense. And the Bible says in verse 23, and he besought him greatly. So we would say today, he begged him incessantly. He really wants something desperately from the Lord, doesn't he? So the Bible says, he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come, lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. So the problem now we know is that this man has a daughter. She's 12 years old, as we shall learn. She is at the point of death. I mean, no doubt the doctors have been called. No doubt uh, other remedies have been sought. And she is just at the place where it's just touch and go. And lo and behold, Jesus arrives back on shore. And there's a glimmer of hope, no doubt, in this man as he comes to get some help from the Lord. But you've got to come now. You've got to come now. You've got to come on my timetable, in my time frame, because I know if you'll come and get there on time, I know that she will be healed. So in essence, what we're seeing is great faith from this man. 
I mean, he knows that Jesus is his only option. He knows that if Jesus will just but come and place his healing touch upon her, she will be saved physically. She will be healed. So, so far, so good. But the story really begins to go south, at least circumstantially in this man's mind, as it unfolds. So look, please, if you would, now at verse number 24. And Jesus went with him. So that's good. That's what the man wants. But remember, there, there are many other people there as well. They're all clamoring for the attention of, uh, for the uh, healing touch of, uh, of Jesus. And so he's going with Jairus to uh, the house. And the Bible says, and much people followed him and thronged him. So if you've ever been in a really, really busy place, uh, maybe uh, you know some kind of a ball game or maybe some kind of a conference that was very popular and you were just in a lobby or trying to get through a front door and just, just, I mean, wall to wall people, you can't move, you're just kind of pinned up. Uh, certainly we've been like that in traffic, haven't we? If you live in the D.C. area, you know all about that. So uh, obviously the the man, Jairus, wants Jesus to get their lickety split. But what's happening is the crowd is causing Jesus to have to move more slowly. Uh, they're thronging him. And so things are just going, it's at a standstill almost. It's at a crawl, if you will. And, and to add insult to injury, something else happens to further uh uh, for, to further delay this man's desperate plea to get Jesus to his daughter. Look at verse number 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. And I find that ironic. I don't want to read too much into it, but the daughter was a 12-year-old girl who had just recently become sick, and her sickness had just recently spiked because if it had been bad even a day before, the man would have already come to have come to Jesus. Uh, but this woman with an issue of blood, uh, she comes to Jesus and she's had an issue chronically for 12 years. So uh, an issue of blood. So this was a, a, a woman problem that she was having uh, for 12 years. Well, according to Levitical law. This woman with an issue of blood for 12 years, therefore, has been in a co constant state of uncleanness ceremonially uh, by the Old Testament ceremonial law for 12 years. You say, well, is that a big deal? It's a huge deal because ceremonial uncleanness meant that she was prohibited from participating in much of what normal society could participate in. Uh, she couldn't touch others being in an unclean state, lest she risks making them unclean. Uh, she couldn't have a marital relationship with her husband if indeed she was married. She couldn't have a, a, a close relationship with even her family as far as hugging or doing normal things like cooking and, and interacting in a family kind of way. Uh, she couldn't attend the synagogue worship because she is unclean. So this is totally upended and sidetracked her for all these many years. And then in addition to all of that, look at verse number 26. And she had suffered many things of many physicians. Now, what does that mean? That means that 
all of the doctors and the specialists and the clinics of the day, uh, they had tried all of their remedies uh, and pricked and prodded and this experimental treatment and that regimen. And the Bible says she suffered. And no doubt some of these treatments were very painful and maybe physically demeaning. And yet none of them helped. Do you see that? Verse number 26, she had suffered many things, many physicians had spent all that she had. So in addition to the physical pain and perhaps the shame that went along with some of these treatments, she had exhausted all of her resources. Now, we don't know much about what resources she had to begin with, but whatever they were, whether she was middle class or rich or abjectly poor really doesn't make a difference because the Bible says that whatever she had, she spent it all. Such is the, such is the value of health, that we will spend uh, all that we have to retain it, to get it back. That's why it's important, by the way, to take care of this temple uh, of the Holy Ghost best we can, uh, to eat right, to exercise. Uh, why? Because we want you to lose your health Wow, you'll give almost anything to get it back. Now, she had done nothing wrong. This was not something she had done, but apparently she had done everything she could to try to get healing and nothing had worked. Look at verse number uh, 26 again. She had spent all that she had. She was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Now, I hate to leave you right there because we have kind of set up of the table of this story, but we're, we're out of time. So let's stop right there for today. We'll talk about how this situation unfolded, how the Lord helped her, and give you a couple, I think, details that are really exciting uh, that might add a little spice to a story that perhaps you hadn't considered. Uh, but again, we don't have time for today. So enjoy your day, serve the Lord, look for somebody to be a blessing to, and we'll come right back here next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.